Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. 
And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, amen and amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. And this is Chaplain Kevin Graves with you once again on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. It is a pleasure being with you. I am with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. It is uh, once again a pleasure being with you. Uh, And that scripture that I just read is from the gospel according to Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. That's one of my favorite scriptures. That is what we should be doing today not sitting down, not uh, doing nothing in the body of Christ, but we are to do what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told us to do. And what he told us to do is to go, which means to move, not remain stationary. Go to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And this is what we have been commissioned to do, my brothers and sisters. As our mission here on Kingdom Empowerment And before I get into that, uh, I do want to say thank you very much to the woman of God, Dr. Ghani, and also the man of God, uh, Mr. Ghani. Thank you uh, very much for allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio, and I've really, truly been blessed uh, by both of you. Uh, It is an honor and a privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God, to do his work, to go and preach the gospel, it is, it is a privilege. It is not a birthright. This is not something that uh, us believers should take lightly. Uh, our mission here at Kingdom Empowerment Radio is to empower, empower believers and equip believers of the body of Christ to go out and to do exactly what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told us to do, and that's to preach the gospel. And we have this mandate. We have this responsibility. And here, at, here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio, we, we take this very seriously. Dr. Gaddy takes this very seriously. Uh, her husband takes it very seriously. I take it seriously. And the, and the other hosts and hostess uh, take it very seriously as well because this is what we have been called to do. And we have to step out of our comfort zones and and places where we feel that, okay, I like it here, and do the work that Jesus Christ has called us to do, which is, again, to equip and empower, empower and equip the body of Christ to do the work that we are called to do. Tonight's topic, my brothers and sisters, uh, is a very interesting one. uh, I titled this, or I don't want to take credit for this, Uh, What the Lord had uh, led me uh, to do here Uh, Actually I was going to go in a different direction Which is proof that sometimes (laughs) uh, You want to do things in your own strength And um, I was getting ready to uh, uh, work on another message And then uh, I was led to now go in a different direction And tonight's title is Or tonight's message is the danger of free will and the reprobate mind. 
I'm going to repeat that again. The danger of free will and the reprobate mind. And as we always uh, begin each segment, uh, we want to start in prayer and giving thanks to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who has given us life this day to go about his business. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for what you are about to do on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We thank you, Lord, for the men and women who serve you faithfully, Lord, who who are faithful to kingdom business. We ask, Lord, that you would empower us, Lord, that you would that you would touch us afresh, that you would give us a fresh anointing, a fresh rhema word from heaven, Lord, to your people in this hour. Lord, we ask that, Lord, you would do something new. And, Lord, whatever it is that you, would, that you are doing in the earth, Lord, that you would empower us, that, Lord, you would equip us for the fight. Lord, we ask that, Lord, you would use us mightily, that, Lord, you would walk with us. And even in those valleys, Lord, I ask that, Lord, in those dark places, in those difficult places, Lord, that, Lord, you would not pull us out of the fire, Lord, but that you would simply walk with us as you were with Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord, I ask that, Lord, you would strengthen us, empower us, that, Lord, your fire, that your anointing would fall on us to give us a word to your people in this time. We thank you for Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you're about to do, and we thank you for what you're doing. And we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people say, amen. My brothers and sisters, uh, once again, I just want to thank you uh, for allowing me to be with you tonight. It is a pleasure. Uh, this is a very, again, as I said, interesting topic when we're dealing with the reprobate mind and free will. Uh, started off with uh, the importance of preaching the gospel. Um, this is not a very easy undertaking, and the reason why I say this is you, when I say you, I'm referring to those who, who have been commissioned to preach the gospel, the believers, that you're going to have individuals who are going to challenge you um, on the uh, topic of free will, free will. Uh, you're going to have individuals who, due to their own understanding, uh, they have a belief system. And you're going to come across individuals who do not believe in the gospel, who feel that this is nothing more than religion that man has composed, that man has orchestrated. There are individuals that believe that this is something that, uh, again, has been uh, uh, fabricated, uh, if you will. Uh, that this is not divinely led, that, this is me that these are merely words, again, orchestrated by man. Uh, but those who are in the body of Christ, those who have been born again, those who have been touched by the Holy Spirit have a different testimony. Why do I say that? Well, Scripture teaches us, in fact, uh, as, we, as we will find in the gospel according to Luke, for those born-again believers, uh, we have a testimony. Uh, Jesus, in fact, uh, gave his disciples a very uh, direct 
responsibility with regards to what they were to do. In uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus told his disciples, and, and he was very clear on his instructions. He says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So those born-again, Holy Ghost-filled believers, uh, they go out to preach the gospel uh, those who are faithful to the things of God. It is very important, my brothers and sisters, that we just do not do uh, the work without the assistance of the Comforter, without the help of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, which is, uh, yes, our, our best friend, which is also our guide. The Holy Spirit is there for a reason. Jesus had to ascend in order for the Holy Spirit to now descend and to dwell with us. So now uh, the Holy Spirit now is indwelling, lives in us. Jesus, uh, when he spoke to Nicodemus, who came to him by night, made it very clear that unless a man is born again, that means spiritually regenerated, he cannot nor enter into the kingdom of God So we need the Holy Spirit And Jesus made it very clear You are not to move You are to tarry in this particular place Until you have this power Which is the Holy Spirit So my brothers and sisters We're not to do anything in our own strength We're not to say anything in our own strength But we are to allow the Spirit of God To orchestrate to move in us this indwelling, to now give us direction, to give us guidance on where we are to go and what we are to say. When you do things, and we've all learned this, myself included, that when you do things in your own strength, we have a tendency of failing, particularly in the area of spiritual matters and kingdom. With that said, when we talk about free will, and again, tonight's message, tonight's topic is the danger of free will and the reprobate mind. Free will, my brothers and sisters, for those that have uh, a pen and paper, and for those that don't, I'll wait for you to get a pen and paper, because I want you to take some notes. And my research of free will, the definition of free will, and also the definition of reprobate, the definition of free will is the ability to choose between different possible courses of action unimpeded. To orchestrate or to uh, put your free will into motion, this free will is the ability, which we all have, mind you, the ability to choose between different possible courses of action unimpeded. Now, when dealing with the reprobate, in dealing with someone who is of a reprobate mind, what's interesting about this, uh, uh, beloved, is I've come across multiple uh, definitions regarding reprobate. One is an unprincipled person, which I can say in my life there are times when I've been an unprincipled person, and I think we all have at some point in our in our life, 
have been unprincipled people. What do I mean by that? I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Another definition is to condemn strongly as unworthy, unacceptable, or evil. To condemn strongly as unworthy, unacceptable, or evil. And now we're getting to the real meat and potatoes here. This, uh, these uh, these uh, definitions uh, really sparked my, uh, really got my attention. This one here says a person rejected by God and beyond hope of salvation. Wow. I'm going to read that again. A person rejected by God and beyond hope of salvation. A sinner who is not of the elect and is predestined to damnation. Hmm. A sinner who is not of the elect and is predestined to damnation. Now that's interesting because um, someone who would challenge that particular definition would go quickly if they're knowledgeable in this area would go to Second Peter chapter three verse nine and say, "Wait a second! Whoa, whoa! Time out! Time out!" But the Word of God says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And and I would I would agree with the scripture because that's what the scripture clearly says. But then if you go to Galatians chapter 5, verse, t- verse 13, the word of God says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So when we look at this and we say, wow, a sinner who is not of the elect and is predestined to damnation, a person rejected by God and is beyond salvation, so then God would turn his back on people? He would? I mean, why? I mean, but he, this is supposed to be a loving God. This is supposed to be a God who, who, who wants to see people saved. So well, I, I don't quite understand here your, your, your definitions because they don't seem to line up with the same God that I see in the Holy Bible. Well, let's examine that. Let's examine that. And that's why, again, we, we always... Use the word of God. We don't take and knit and grab certain verses to fit a particular point, which is often what some do. But in this case, let's examine the whole picture here. Because there are many people out there who will make the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob an unjust God. And we know better those who are, who, who are in the body of Christ and know him to be faithful. So let's examine what the Word of God says, and let's go straight to Romans, uh, the, Apollo, uh, the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. Romans chapter 1, and I'm going to start at verse 18. The Word of God reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. The Word of God goes on to read, who, excuse me, actually, that was... That was actually part of a sentence. So let, let, let me go on. Let me, let me read it again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God hath shown it to, had shown it unto them. Verse 20. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Mm. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things, idols, Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. For this cause, for this cause, beloved, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do, the, to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, mm, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Amen. Okay, all right, now go with me to Ezekiel, which is in the Old Testament. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, chapter 18, and we're going to get a little bit more understanding here. Ezekiel, chapter 18, verse 21, which reads, but if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Verse 22, all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? Hallelujah. So God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is the heart of God. That is his heart. But we have a problem. We have a problem here. 
And we see it. And we, if we go back to the book of Romans, it's there in Romans chapter 3. And I'll read it for you. Go with me to Romans chapter 3. Amen, amen. And it makes it very, very clear when, when we read this. You know, we have to understand that we have an issue here. And that issue is sin nature. Romans chapter 3 verse, verse 10 says that there is none righteous. No, not one. No matter how righteous you think you are or self-righteous, is your righteousness that of God? So when we talk about free will, you have it. We have it. We have the ability to either do good or evil. Now let me ask you a question, my brothers and sisters. Is free will free? Is free will free? And the answer to that, and some may say yes, some may say no, I say no. And the reason I say that is because our free will is costly. Our free will, okay, oh, excuse me, let me rephrase that. The cost of our free will or our decisions, in essence, can affect our eternal destination. So in other words, our decisions, whatever they may be, come with consequences. I want to share this with you, if I may, um, and I'm not going to get into specifics. I'll just say this. I have a responsibility to a local prison where I live, or not too far from where I live, and I have the, the honor and the privilege to mentor uh, young men who have been incarcerated. And I have this conversation in a roundabout way with them. And I get, I discuss with them, uh, well, what, what have you learned from the experience? What, have, what has incarceration taught you? What are the, you know, the, the good things and some of the bad things you can certainly take away from this? Uh, uh, each case is different, and I won't, again, I'm not naming names. I won't do that. But what I will say is that a lot of these young men, and maybe some of them are putting up a front because, you know, they, they, they see the chaplain's uh, 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 uniform or, or fatigues uh, that I wear. I wear a collar when I, when I visit these young men. So they know who I am. And even if I'm not wearing my chaplaincy, they still know, thank God. And we talk, and we have very open conversations, and we talk about uh, the experience and what do you want uh, 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 moving forward And a lot of these Young men are very Very uh, heartbroken Some of them uh, For what they did uh, There's different circumstances Which led to their incarceration And many of them understand That uh, there are consequences For their actions And some of them are Saying this is not the place for me And, and I, I, I really Want to change and only time will tell, of course, but I take away from me personally, uh, for them, I give them the, 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 the platform to be able to talk 
a lot of these young men need someone to talk to. They, they, they need guidance, and they need leadership. They need someone to speak life into them. Uh, and I'm very privileged uh, to be in a position where I can talk to them, where I can be a listening ear, because I find myself being a listening ear to these uh, young men. I, I do talk, but at the same time, I wanted to, to be open where, you know, uh, you know I'm going to say a few words and then they share and some of them have really opened up, and I, I'm very grateful and very thankful that they would do such a thing. And it's not just me. It's other uh, uh, chaplains who participate, and it's really been a blessing to sit down with them and to talk with them and to, uh, and to hear them out. And my point here, my brothers and sisters, is that, yes, there's a cost uh, for our decision-making. And when we break the law, uh, there are consequences. There's incarceration. You will be arrested. Okay? You will be booked. You will be fingerprinted. Uh, you will have a record. Um, uh, depending on how severe the case, uh, uh, you, you, will, uh, you will have to appear before the judge, and um, you will have to deal with the judicial system. Uh, and that's here on earth. But for those who have been judged according to the laws of the land, there is a judge in heaven. And what I share with these young men is that God loves you. And what I'm sharing with you tonight is that, beloved, God loves you very much. And whether you believe in God or you don't, I'm here to tell you that God loves you with an unconditional love. And yes, there are those out there who have been hurt. There are those who, who, who say, well, there's no God. God has not answered my prayer. Um, uh, I, I prayed once. He, he did not hear me. And, 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 if there's, and, and you know there's no God, so therefore I'm not, not going to believe. And I'm just going to live my life to the best of my ability. I'm a good person. I didn't kill anybody. Okay? Uh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not a thief. I pay my taxes. I take care of my family. So therefore, uh, according to my own understanding, that makes me good. But as good as those things are, and that's good, yes, you pay your taxes and you, you take care of your family, and I'm not diminishing the value of those things, and those things are indeed good. But what is good in the eyes of God and what is good in the eyes of man is like oil and water. It's two different things. It's good that we are providers. It's good that we are there for family. It's good that we, 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 we give to the poor. And these are all important things. And people need to see a demonstration of this love. And I'm sorry to say in many cases, many of us within the body of Christ, we say we love our brother, but yet uh, we don't act like it. We say, oh, I love this man of God, I love this woman of God, but we don't demonstrate it. So we must not just be uh, 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 those individuals who say that we love, but we must also demonstrate this. And with that said, uh, there may be some people out there who, because they feel that there is no God, uh, according to their own understanding, uh, may be... Uh, they may say that, well, there's no God. If there's a God, how much? why is there so much evil? Uh, if there's a God, when I prayed, how come my loved one didn't survive? Well, beloved, 
we must understand that the will of God is the will of God. Now, I had quoted a scripture in Second Peter chapter three, verse nine, when uh, the script well the scripture says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, uh, someone reading that would say, and actually I've, I've even said it too, well, if it's the will of God, then, then that means everyone's going to be saved then. because whatever God wills comes to pass. Well, I would say the translation of that, God is not willing, it is the design. I'm not changing the translation of it, but I just want to maybe give a little bit more understanding that it is the desire of God. Now, ultimately, not everyone's going to be saved. Let, let's let, let's be very honest. Not everyone's going to be saved. Why? Because there are going to be people, as the scripture said in Romans uh, chapter 1, that there are going to be people who are going to turn to vile affections. There are going to be people, who, according to their own understanding, are going to reject God. But that is your choice. That is your choice. You have a choice in the matter. Okay. Now, um, now, then you may say, well, those individuals, according to the definition that I read to you earlier, have been already predestined for damnation. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to say, okay, to someone, if someone says to me, well, uh, I don't believe in your God. I don't believe that he exists. Well, then there's no argument then. Why are you arguing over something that does not exist? That, that sounds irrational to me. So your point is moot. If you say you don't believe in God and you have the free will, you say, well, I don't believe in God. But yet you have individuals who spend uh, hours of classroom time and even all throughout their life making a claim that there's no God then why are you debating something or why are you trying to prove something that does not exist? That seems like a waste of time to me. Yeah. Beloved, God is not willing that you should perish, but that you should come to the understanding of his truth. All around you, are examples, are manifestations, as the scripture says, of the existence of God. When we see the sun, the moon, the stars that hang in the sky on nothing, did man create that? For those that believe in evolution, to those who believe in the Big Bang Theory, you're entitled to believe that. I'm not going to try to discourage you, but if you want to try to convince me that there is no God, you're going to be wasting your time because we as believers have a testimony of what God has done, how he has delivered, how he has manifested himself to us in dreams, in visions, in miracles and signs and wonders, he has made himself known. And even without the miracle signs and wonders, he has still shown himself to creation. 
Why? Because he is not slack concerning his promise. He, Christ will return. And we will not be without excuse. Scripture makes it very, very clear. It's very clear to us. At least that's what the Bible tells us. It says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. It is approximately 8.06 p.m. I am with you, my brothers and sisters, for one hour. I would like to take this time to open up the phone lines. For anyone who has any questions or comments on the danger of free will and the reprobate mind, the danger of free will and the reprobate mind. If there's no one on the line, uh, I'll just continue. Uh, But again, I would like to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments on tonight's topic. Call your own ear. Hi, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, woman of God. Hey, praise the Lord. Uh, I just have a few statements that I want to make um, tonight, and I think this is a very, very interesting topic. Um, One of the first statements that I want to make is in reference to the topic or title of of this message tonight, uh, the dangers of free will. And I would also like to um, expound on that, that... Mm -hmm. I also like to expound on that. Not only are there dangers of free will, but I, I believe that free will gives us a great opportunity uh, to make the right decisions. And so mm-hmm. not only are there dangers of free will, but there's also benefits of free will. And, and, and that's the ability to find within yourself to, to serve this God that we're we're talking about and this God that we serve. Uh, So I want to say that that's number one. Number two, the other statement um, that I wanted to make is that uh, in reference where you shared that free will um, is not always free. And um, I kind of wanted to say this too, that we are free to choose, but we're not free from the consequences of our choice. And and the thing is that the thing is that we're free to choose, but we're not free from the consequences of our choice. And and the freedom to choose, to me, is is a blessing. But one of the things that God uh, wants us to to know is that anything apart from His will is not a good decision. But nevertheless, He doesn't run His kingdom uh, like a like a, a autocratic leadership or regime where you have to do what he tells you to do. And see, that's the beauty of it. The beauty of having free will is so that you can freely decide, um, you know, to, to serve God. It's, it's sort of like if you were in a relationship and you're saying to someone, say to me that you love me. And the person is not freely saying it then really you're forcing them. How much 
would you ever be, really will will you be able to really determine if the person really loves you? And that's why God gives us a free will because it's a partnership, it's a relationship, right? And it's a, it's a two way street. And so our free will is to say, okay, I know that I have a will, but I will give up my will for your will. And that's that's what God wants to say. Okay, well, I'll give him my free will for your will that I know is governed by God, whereby mm. I'm able to make better decisions, uh, uh, eternal decisions. And see, our free will is great, but it, it causes us to have temporary decisions that don't have any beneficial long-term uh, effects to it. And so He yeah. says, if you make my decisions, if you give up your will, uh, 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 take up your cross and follow me, then guess what? Then now you're making eternal decisions whereby it's governed by the Holy Spirit. And you know that there will be no mistakes in that. And that's the offer that God has given us because truth be told, yes, we're free moral agents, but there are two kingdoms. There is the satanic kingdom and there's God's kingdom. And either which way, uh, our decisions is either going to affect is either going to cause us to be uh, uh, governed by one of those kingdoms. And so um, it only makes sense for us to, to do the right thing, to relinquish our will and to choose uh, the will of God because our free will is beautiful, but at the same time there are consequences uh, because apart from God, we don't really know what decisions that we should make. We don't always make the best decisions. We may do things that are morally right, but it's not righteous. And so that's what God wants us to, uh, to know. Yes, you can make morally right decisions based on your free will, but they're not righteous decisions. They're not eternal decisions. And eternal decisions are, are the ones that we make when we, we give over our will to God. And, and knowing that at the same time, we still have the ability to choose. God is not mm-hmm. going to force us, you know. And so I, I just wanted to, to share that, that it's, it's only wise that we um, thank God for the free will that he's given us. Um, to to serve him um, in spirit and in truth, and that's just that's just what I wanted to share tonight. Thank you, woman of God, and yes, absolutely, you're so right. Uh, we have the choice, indeed, and I'll use my own life as as a testimony. Uh, there were times when, in my life, uh, I was going here and going there, and I had to make some choices as well, but I found out how unusual this Christian walk is because whenever I try to do something that, for example, let's say going to a nightclub or a bar, I just didn't feel comfortable. Uh, And I'm sure there's more people out there. You ever go to a place and you just don't feel like you belong um, that was my feeling, and I played it off for a long time, and you know, I thought I was having fun, and only to find out that, uh, well, wait a second, I think I'm wasting my time here, So I got to a place called, I guess it's sick and tired, I <laughs> believe I've spoken to you about this before, and I said, I don't want to go back to this anymore. And I thought I was having a good time, but I did not belong there. And I, I believe, and this is my opinion now, uh, 
that that's where God was summoning me, if you will. Now, you may say, well, well wait, wait, wait a second. Uh, he was called. Yes, I, I, I felt something taking me in a different direction in a sense of this doesn't fit me. I don't belong here. And, you know, and then that's when uh, I connected with someone and uh, she had, had, she had invited me to church. Oh, you go to church? And I said, uh, 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 no. And uh, so I took I took her up on her invitation, and I decided to 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 attend the church. And even in that experience, I was still in and out. Uh, there was no relationship. There was no commitment to the things of God. But that was my process that I had to go through. And I, I'm saying that to say this, beloved, that you're going to go through a process. Uh, there are individuals out there who have, who are saying there is no God. That is because, again, and I ask the question, has this person been touched by the Holy Spirit as the woman of God was saying? And thank you, woman of God, for, for, for sharing. It's one thing to call yourself good according to your own understanding, and you may very well be a very good person. But it's another thing to be good according to the kingdom of God. And that's when God really illuminated certain things regarding what good is. I know what good is morally, and then there's good as far as kingdom, as far as what God has called us to be. Because in his sight, our righteousness is as filthy rags. That is, that is the truth according to the kingdom of God. He says, your righteousness to me is as, is as filthy rags. And until we come to that understanding, which can only be done by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will forever remain outside of the veil. Until we move into the presence of God, until we go to where he is, we will forever be on the outside looking in, judging ourselves based on our own understanding, based on moral law. We must look at this from the eyes of God. Lord, if you say that my righteousness is is as filthy rags, then, Lord, I must come away from my own understanding and enter into your understanding of what righteousness is. And with that said, if there's any additional questions or comments uh, from anyone who's listening, I'm going to give uh, you an opportunity to do so. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Any additional questions or comments at the time? Yes, but I have a question. Sure. Now, there are some people that are, that are unsaved, and they feel that they've made so many mistakes in their life. Un- actually, this question is applicable for saved and unsaved, that they've made so many mistakes in their lives, uh, perhaps because of a struggle or um uh, a struggle that they are, they are experiencing or just really poor decision-making um, or maybe they don't really know God as much as they thought they knew him. And so they constantly and habitually make mistakes uh, and they've deviated a, far away from God. 
what would you say to those people who feel like there's no hope for them anymore, so they just don't bother uh, with church? They don't bother with seeking God because they're they're saying that they've made too many mistakes. And I'm asking this question because I've uh, in my experiences in evangelizing to most unsaved people and even those that are saved, uh, there are people who feel as though that there are no there's no rege- redemption for them. Um, they feel that you know when they do make have a free will and they make certain decisions, it's not the best decision, and they keep finding themselves in the same cycle. Uh, what would you say to those people? Amen. Thank you once again, woman of God. What I would say to those individuals, number one, uh, I would ask them the question, why do you feel that there's no hope? And as you said, uh, maybe because of some poor decisions, some things that uh, they've done in the past that they would deem themselves unworthy. And I would share with them the love of God. I would share with them the love of Christ and the depth of that love. And how infinite that love is and how much God wants to, to deliver them from these repeated cycles. Uh, I, I feel that we can win souls by our love. I feel that we could do more with uh, letting people know that, number one, the depth and the sacrifice of Christ upon the cross was for, again, it was for those, for those who are sick, for those who are bound to sin. In this case, it was all of, it was all, it, it was all of the God's elect because, number one, we come from somewhere. We are the descendants of Adam and Eve. And as many times as we know that this is not the right way, but yet we do it anyway, and this is what the Apostle Paul struggled with. This is what he talked about. You know, we want to do the right thing, but there's that sin nature that causes us to, to, to do the wrong thing. And I would really let people know that there is a hope. There is a hope and that Jesus loves you. Uh, but the God that we serve is a God of standards. And he requires us to repent. He requires us to surrender for real. And to turn away. I would never turn anyone away. For example, let's say uh, someone who's a homosexual. I'm just using this as an example, or a lesbian. And again, they may, this man or woman may feel that God would never accept them into his kingdom based on their sexual orientation. I would say to the individual, and I'll be very honest with them, and I'll certainly give them scripture to support what I'm saying, but I would say to them that God loves you, and he cares very much about you. He is also a God of standards. He loves you, but he hates sin. And then I would get into exactly what sin and where it shows, says that where God hates sin and specific sin dealing with that particular issue uh, in that person's life at that point. So, uh we start with love, and I think that is where we will win souls when people understand that, wow, the depth of the love of God is, wow, it's far beyond my comprehension. It's far beyond my understanding. Now, now, yes, he's a loving God, 
which means he requires us to step away from those things, which means we can't remain in that lifestyle. There has to be a change. But again, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That is where the, the, the whole born-again process comes in, where we must be regenerated. And the Holy Spirit now, now brings conviction into our hearts and says, uh, so it says that, okay, you know what? Yeah, okay, now I'm starting to see sin as God sees it. I'm not seeing it the way I used to see it, but the Holy Spirit has now allowed me, has, has transformed my thinking into now I can see supernaturally, and now I can see God, and now I see sin as he sees it, and now I can see people as he sees them, precious. And that's what I would share. That's what I would share. Uh, I would not, oh, if you, okay, you, if you don't turn from your sin, you're going to go to hell. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, I preach heaven and hell. I, I will not deviate. I will not deviate from it. But we must preach the whole gospel. And we must tell people that there is a heaven, and it is real, and there's a real hell. Well, how do you know that? Have you been there? Well, there are individuals who will say that. I know this. There are many references of this in Scripture, and God is not a man that he should lie. Now, if you choose not to believe it, if you want to believe that the Bible is uh, a mere book written by men, and uh, there's no uh, 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 deity, uh, Christ uh, was not God, if you want to deny the deity of Jesus Christ, that would be your choice. As the woman of God said, we have the free will to receive or not to receive. That is the choice of the individual. But how I minister to individuals uh, is the same way I, uh, we, we, we all should look at this, as Jesus would minister. How did, how did Jesus minister to the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. He was the only one who could have stoned her. He said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And they all dropped their stones because, well, maybe uh, those that dropped their stones, maybe they did not commit adultery, but perhaps there's some sin in their life. So at that point, uh, they, they could not uh, uh, stand before this woman and, and judge her falsely or, or, or in a way where it was an unrighteous judgment. And Jesus never said not to judge. He, he said, be careful in your judging. Make sure that you're judging fairly. Make sure you're judging not in an un, make sure your judgment is not unrighteous. And it is approximately a woman of God. I hope I answered your question. Yes, sir. You did. Thank you so much. It is now 824 PM. If there's anyone else, 825, 825 now, if there's anyone else who's on the line who would like to uh, uh, ask a question or if there's any comments or if there's anyone who's in need of prayer, uh, uh, the line is open at this time. I have approximately Excuse five me. minutes remaining. Call her, you're on the air. God bless you. Yes, I have Hi. a question. Hi. Oh, sorry. I have a question. Amen. God bless you. Uh, um. I have been uh, seeking the Lord uh, for, um, I just felt like I came to because I was uh, attacked, uh, and it really threw me around. So uh, 
what I know was I was smoking at that time, but I don't smoke anymore. And um, I um, have been seeking the Lord, but I have not heard anything before. I had relationship with God, and um, I had a really bad ordeal with an attack. So um, I am now trying to get my relationship back with God. I I know about a reprobate mind, but I've read about it in the Bible and studied it in the Bible, but I choose not to have one of those. I repent daily. I um, I know the relationship that I have now is uh, so, so, so different from what I had before. Um, I sit for hours and seek God's face. I, sometimes I seek him. Uh, morning, noon, and night, and I wait. I am um, now able to wait for maybe 10 minutes. Um, I get distracted, then I go do something else, and I repent for being distracted, but it's very hard to get a relationship with God now. Um, I've heard to just sit and wait with no music. I've heard uh, play music. I've heard sing I've heard just talk. I've heard so many different ways to seek the Lord. And I have very little understanding and very, uh, um, the, my mind is, uh, I don't know how to pray from for, to from the heart. It's very difficult. Um, my, my vision, my perception, my insight, God has not restored it yet. He's still restoring a lot of parts of me. So um, it's been very hard on trying to seek the Lord and get an answer. Now, if somebody else is praying, yes, it's very easy for me to see my answer. But by myself, it's uh, very hard. Uh, my, um, my perception, my insight, my sight, the seer uh, gifting that God had given me is gone um, I've been reading uh, Word. It's hard for me to read the Word. I don't have understanding, not a lot anyway. I have a little bit of understanding. I may can read it uh, uh, five, six times and still don't have the understanding I need to have in order to uh, grow, stay at it uh, consistently, uh, probably uh, I don't know. I I think I have to stay at it consistently in order to get uh, something to stay. Uh, this just wasn't like this before. You, I, I mean, I could study my the word or the scripture that the pastor gave you for the week, and um, it would stay. I would have it say next week when I study the other scriptures. Uh, when I study the scriptures, it doesn't stay. And everybody says, oh, it's a daily routine. Well, you shouldn't have to go back and read it uh, 50, 100 times to get the same understanding you got when you were seeking the Lord to get the first answer. So I'm just really amazed. And somebody say, oh, are you sure you're listening, hearing from God? Well, um, I'm pretty sure I was listening to God before. Uh, I don't know why the Holy Spirit is not coming now. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not even practicing any kind of sin. 
and I can't even hear from God. So I don't even know when I switched from being fleshy to a spirit that things were connected right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that acknowledgement because I was attacked when this all happened. So I don't know. I'm just at, at a loss. Mm. So <laughs> this okay. is a, a big deal for me. Okay. Well, woman of God, I will say, and thank you very much for uh, joining us on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with Ephesians chapter 6, that passage yeah. of Scripture, where we not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Um, the attacks that we experience are very, very real. Hold on, woman of God. Okay. I wanted to ask you, uh, can you hear me clearly? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. I uh, just want to ask you, uh, have you tried anything anyone has given for a long period of time or a short period of time? You understand what yeah, I'm I've saying? Tried. Yeah, like okay. you're trying, trying to seek the Lord. Yes, I've tried a lot of different ways. They don't seem to work. Okay. It it works when somebody else is praying with me. Right. That have say the the glory is very strong on them or the presence of God is very strong on them, then I'm able to see. But if I don't if I think I have to stir myself up in order to seek the Lord and to be able to hear or see what He's trying to tell me. Mm. I don't think I can just sit here and just right. seek the Lord with at my atmosphere. I don't even know what to pray to mm-hmm. uh, for my atmosphere to change or whatever. I don't have any idea. I don't have that recollection. You understand what I'm saying? I was knocked in the spirit in my head. So I don't know right. things. Everybody says, well, you should know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> God has to restore my mind. I, Oh. And everybody says, well, you pray from your heart. Well, I don't know. I, I don't have a memory. I don't have reasoning. I don't have imagination. Or I don't feel like I'm connected to any of that. I was connected oh. to it before, but I don't, I'm not now. So it's really mm-hmm. a, a scary situation for me. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say this to you. Uh, the God that we serve is a loving God. And I'm gonna add, I'm gonna whatever the will of God. I there's information here that uh, I may not be privy to, so I'm gonna tread a little bit lightly. Oh, I understand. I yeah. Understand. So uh, there's information here that I'm not privy to. Okay. So uh, what I'm gonna say is that. The God that we serve and also the Holy Spirit and when we call on him and when we need him now also we have to see who God also 
those who God hates or loves less, okay, he also chas- he chastens those who he also loves. So we have individuals, number one, and this is where I used to get into trouble, where, oh, you know, let's pray for this person. But we don't know if God is dealing with that particular person at that time. So when we pray, and yes, our heart is in the right place. We want to pray for this individual. Why? Because that's what we do. We pray for people. But sometimes we need discernment in our praying for people. Lord, what is your will concerning this person? What's going on in this person's life? Whatever it is, Lord, let your perfect will be done. Because I don't want to pray according to my own will. Because we... Well, you know, I, I, you know, I want to pray for this person's restoration, so on and so forth. But Lord, what is what? What are you doing in this person's life? What are you saying to them? What it, did you speak to them, Lord? Maybe they're not listening. So the Lord, yes, <laughs> as we read earlier, uh, there are those who who He will reject. But again, when we come back to Him with a broken and a contrite heart, when we come to Him for real. And we're not playing games and we're not uh, all over the place and we're in and out and we're playing games with the things of God. When we say, Lord, I'm in this for real. I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of going here and going there. Lord, Lord, I want to return to that place, that place of my first love, that, that first time when I came to you, when it was really all about, it was me and you, Lord. Take me back to that place, that secret place, my first love. So, women of God, um, you have a lot of knowledge there. There's, there's, there's a lot there, and whatever God is doing, whatever his will is concerning your life, okay, I'm going to say, Lord, whatever it is concerning this woman, let your perfect will be done, Lord, and work in her. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you're doing, because I'm going to take myself out of it and say, Lord, whatever it is, you let your will be done in it. And I was going to ask you a question, but I don't think it's uh, appropriate to ask. Uh, I will say this. Uh, We do go through warfare. Uh, as you as you may or may not be aware of, we as believers go through spiritual warfare. This is oh, not oh, a carnal fight. This is not a carnal fight. Our fight is not yeah. against one another. Our fight mm-hmm. is against the principalities and spiritual mm-hmm. wickedness in high places. That is our fight. So. But we must identify, ask God, say, Lord, where in, where in me is there an opening for Satan to now come in and afflict me so? Where is there an opening in my life? And be sincere. Be, keep it real. Say, Lord, is there something in me? Is there something that I have not completely surrendered? That maybe there's something that I'm holding on to. Because if I'm still holding on to something here, then I, I, we can't play games with God because he knows. <laughs> we, can, we can try to cover it up. We can try to say, oh, no, you don't know about that. No, he knows. He knows. Now, maybe yeah. our brothers and sisters may not know, but God knows. 
Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to comment on one other thing. All that has stopped, but because I'm still trying to seek a relationship with God, all of that has stopped. I, I mm-hmm. all that what you're talking about, all that has stopped. That that, that all that I've warred, 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 warred. I'm warred, warred. Anyway, I've warred, and all that has stopped. Everything's come to a stop. I'm just trying to seek <clears throat> the Lord now. I'm okay. trying to figure out how to pray the way He wants me to pray. I'm trying to be sincere. I'm trying to ask how to be sincere. I, I, when I get an uh, answer, I, it comes in a Holy Ghost fire on my ears. I don't understand that. I don't want to be hesitant. I want to be obedient. I was obedient before. I, mm. I, I, I don't play with God. I'm very serious with God. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't... I'm, I've Prayed for a few people and God said they haven't done the last thing I told them, so I leave them alone. Okay, I got, I'm out. I don't mm. even <laughs> no. Mm. <laughs> I don't play with God or not. If He's already cursed them or He blessed them, I I have to know. I don't go. I don't tread like that. <laughs> I don't tread like that. So I am very serious with God. I have the reverential fear of the Lord. So I'm, like, very disturbed that I'm not having a relationship with God with how to pray out of the heart, a new thing to me, um, how to go inward. And uh, I'm still learning. It's just <laughs> I know that God had a certain uh, way that I prayed before, but I prayed for churches and Certain families, he gave me a list. So I had churches to pray for, or families to pray for, and he took care of me. Now all of a sudden, I gotta pray for myself. It's difficult. Mm. I have not ever prayed for myself. I've always prayed for this country mm. or this city or this state or this nation, and all of a sudden now I got to pray for myself. So it, it's different. Mm. It's real different. Because mm, mm. he's always giving me assignments to pray for uh, this over here, not me. I, when I pray for assignment, he took care of me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've never mm. had to go inward and pray for myself. I, 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 I'm lost. Mm, mm. Well, well, well. I, I will say this. Uh, as you put, as you pray for others, uh, we have to be girded up in the spirit. And well, yeah, what it's you very think, easy for me to pray for others. Uh, well, That's my it, call. Okay. Well, I, I will say this: it is important. It is important. You mentioned that you you just shared with me you you had a relationship with God. Now. Where you're at, well, where you're at now and compared to where you were then, we have a problem here because somewhere along the way, there's a disconnect. And the God we serve is a righteous God. He's a holy God. He requires holiness, and he has a standard of righteousness. And unless there's something wrong unless he is sending a message because he he is true to his saints so 
again, this is personal, and I'm sure you're being sincere and you want to return to that place where the relationship was good, but you're going to have to find, say, Lord, there's a disconnect. We no longer have that communication. We no longer have that bond, that relationship. I want to get back to that place. Return me back to my first love. What, what's going on here, Lord? Because there's nothing he did. There's nothing he did. So therefore, we must say, Lord, why are you quiet now? Because let me give you, let, let, let me give you this. Let me give you this in, in closing. And, and please, I want to actually, you know, if you want to call again, feel free. And, and, and not just my uh, uh, program, uh, my, my segment, but there's other people who can uh, elaborate uh, and assist you. Um, King Saul. I'm going to use him as an example, and I don't want to compare you to King Saul, but I'm going to use this as an example. There was a point in time when the Lord had turned a deaf ear to King Saul. Why? Because of his disobedience. Why? Because he, he, oh, amen, amen. God had turned a deaf ear to him because of his disobedience. So. In turn, King Saul then turned to a medium at Endor, which was forbidden. And interestingly enough, as he turned to the medium at Endor, and the spirit of the prophet Samuel then came up to now bring a word which came to pass, that King Saul, that King Saul and his sons would die in battle. So... What am I saying? God has, the way he's handled you, okay, this is something, again, it's personal. You're going to have to ask the Lord, say, Lord, search my heart, search my mind, Lord, because this is not what I first, this is not what I remember about our relationship. This is foreign to me. Is there anything foreign in me that has now caused this relationship to now uh, 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 breach? So on that note, woman of God, thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, we would love to hear from you again. Um, get back to that, go back to that place, that secret place, that first love, uh, because that's a problem for you. And that, that would be a problem for any believer. And I want God to hear me. I don't want God to turn a deaf ear to me. And this is why I'm saying examine ourselves. We must examine ourselves. And say, Lord, this is not like it was before. And I want to get back to that place where we had that communication. Like we're talking right now. I want to get back to that place. So uh, thank you very much for calling. And Hello? I also want to. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Hello? Yes, yes uh, I know you're about to close, but I wanted to just kind of just interject real briefly in response to what the woman of God had shared. I didn't get to hear her question in its entirety. Okay. I didn't get to hear her question in its entirety, but I want to say this on two premises, uh, and I'll be quick. The first one is that silence doesn't always mean sin. I'm going to say that again. Silence does not always mean sin. There are moments where right. God will uh, be silent. Uh, because that's that's his moment where we uh, take the time out to 
really uh, search deeper for God. Uh, and in that process, he's developing our faith. He's developing uh, our spiritual insight. He's calling us to be more and more connected with him. And so there are seasons where God won't say anything in your life. And those are seasons we call those dry seasons. And oftentimes we feel the dry spell of those seasons. And you know, it'll feel as though the presence of God is not there, but in actuality, he is there, but it's something he's trying to develop in us, and then he wants us to have the ability to fine-tune our spiritual ear and become more and more spiritually inclined, where we're so tapped in with God uh, uh, that we can hear him. So he's He's increasing discernment. He will have those moments of, of uh, solitude uh, with us, and then when the appointed time comes, then he will speak. We've seen that happen with the children of Israel, but that was for different reasons. And then there are other times when uh, God will, people will feel a little distant from God uh, because of something that's conditional, something that we may have to do. As the scripture says, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, which simply suggests that we have dual citizenship. We're on earth and we're also uh, have the ability to operate in the spiritual realm all at the same time. And oftentimes when we are feeling disconnected to the spiritual realm, it's because God wants us to be, uh, be able to come up a little bit higher. Or sometimes, you know, there are little distractions that come uh, to, uh, to kind of misplace us in the realm of the spirit. And oftentimes we'll feel those backlash, whether they are demonic attacks or they could be um, our own personal doing. And so sometimes that's a result of us feeling disconnected, but it's not that God is so far uh, or so absent that we cannot get back to that place. We just have to do whatever is necessary on our part, as it said in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, or uh, through repentance or serving God or seeking Him a little bit deeper and coming up a little bit higher. And when we do that, that's when we will feel the reconnection. But uh, if a person's in their reprobate mind, that's when uh, we won't hear from God at all. Uh, we won't feel any prompting. We, he won't speak to us. We won't get any confirmation. Uh, our life will start to show the fruit of it, uh, and our lives will go in a, down, uh, a downhill. And so that would be the result of that. Uh, and I just want to say that in closing. I know this program is over, and I just want to interject a moment of God. I hope I was able to uh, highlight something there. Thank you, woman of God. Absolutely. Yes, well, woman of God, I, I hope you're still on the line and, and you heard that. Are you still there? Yes, I did. It was very, very helpful. Thank you. One Amen. Time. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Amen. That that that's really what kingdom empowerment is about is edifying. And thank you, woman of God, for sharing. And that's what we do here. We're a family. And if one part of the body hurts. The other, part, uh, the other, the other members should hurt as well, and that's what we do. We, we, we don't always have all the answers, but what we try to do is to to speak life and to speak truth, God's truth, and that's really what we do here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. And I want to thank all the the, the, the listeners, uh, the women of God. Uh, thank you once again, and your sharing and being a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. And thank you, women of God. Uh, uh, for for calling in and listening, and I and I certainly hope we were able to to help you moving forward to uh, get you reconnected with the Lord. 
God bless you, and thank you so much. And thank you, Dr. Ganny, uh, as well. Thank you, Mr. Ganny, uh, 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 for, again, allowing me to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. Uh, this is your host, Chaplain Kevin Graves, with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. If you have any additional questions or comments, please feel free to uh, email me. Uh, my email address is pkwgraves at gmail.com. Again, that's pkwgraves. My last name at gmail.com. Thank you so much, all of you. God bless you, and may peace, the peace of God, be upon you all the days of your life. And thank you so much for joining me on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I hope this segment uh, and topic was able to help you uh, moving forward in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for joining me again tonight, and I'm looking forward to the time when we can meet again. God bless you. Be well. Bye.